Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the BizCast. I'm Shannon King. This week, I talked to Michael Bruder, managing partner of the Markham office in Hartford. As you're listening to this, CBIA has just released our 2020 survey of Connecticut businesses in partnership with Markham. We ask businesses across the state every year about how they're doing, what new products they're making or services they're introducing, what they expect in profitability, and if they're planning to expand their workforce. Side note, I've been working on this annual survey for a few years now, drafting questions and analyzing the data. And to be honest, I was nervous about this year's survey. How big of an impact did the pandemic have on small and large businesses alike? How confident are business leaders moving forward? While some of the results are tough to examine, I came away with this. Connecticut businesses are strong, resilient, and nimble. You've been listening to these stories here on this podcast for nearly seven months. As my favorite saying goes, stories are just data with a soul. You can find the link to the full survey results in the show notes or at cbia.com. And with that, here's my conversation with Michael. So this is the third year that CBIA and Markham have partnered for the annual survey of Connecticut businesses. Um, So I'm here with Michael and we're going to be talking about the top lines that we've seen from this survey and what I've been hearing from members and what he's been hearing from his clients. So I guess to start, more than half of survey respondents, obviously this is reflective of the the small business community, you know, lots of businesses around the country, not just in Connecticut, that have cut hours, laid off employees, imposed furloughs uh, because of the impact of the pandemic and other restrictions. So what have you seen from your clients in regards to either cutting hours and laying off employees or on the flip side, using that that critical PPP money to keep Mm -hmm. their employees? What have you been seeing and hearing? Yeah, I think, you know, there, there, there's two parts to that, right? I think the first part is, you know, companies have had to make tough decisions. And and I will caveat that to say certain industries more than others, too, uh, had to make tough decisions on laying off and furloughing employees. And as the survey said, a large portion of the survey also uh, received the PPP loan, which allowed them and, you know, not forced them, but allowed them to maintain their employment levels. And, and a lot of them were able to do that. I think only a small percentage didn't think they were going to be able to qualify to maintain their employment level. So that's great news because I think, you know, the intent and purpose of the PPP loan was just that, to make sure employees stayed employed during these tough times and they didn't get laid off. So I think that's all good. Um, you know, I will say a handful of clients also increased as the, as as the survey said, um, they did increase because they were in a they were in a service line or a business that was still in operation, was considered important to the to the economy to keep us moving. And quite frankly, you know, service the medical devices or the, the, the PPE side of things. And they they ramped up and they were looking to hire people as opposed to laying off people. So it was it was it was across the board. I saw a little of everything, but I'll say in general, it was the furloughs, the layoffs, and how do we account for this and what do we do? You know, how do we reduce people's time? How do we have them go from 40 hours a week to 35 hours a week? So we probably saw a lot more of that than the hiring, but it was out there. So that's, that's the good, the shining star, I guess, in all of this. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were a couple bright spots, despite just especially the outlook um, or just the impact that the pandemic has had and the uncertainty that's um, going through yeah. the survey results. A lot of question marks. And, you know, I, I can't really I tell you even today, you still see some of that, Shannon. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Just unsure, like not quite sure how we're going to finish the end of the year. But here's my estimated guess, you know, and we're here in September at the end of September, releasing these results. And yeah, it, it's all speculation. We're not sure. But yeah, so 86% of the companies that we um, surveyed, they did apply for the PPP loan and, and received it. And then 19% um, applied for one of the state's emergency assistant programs. So because there is a little bit of uh, stagnation in DC right now in terms of extending the PPP program. What what have you been hearing from your clients about the end of this year, next year? What's their out What's their outlook? What have they been talking to you about? Yeah, I, I think um, again, it, it's it's really it's this is a unique circumstances that it, it, the old accounting ad, additive. You know, it really depends. It really depends on what business they're in. Um, I have clients that will service you know the entertainment and food and beverage industry. You know, their outlook is bleak. Their outlook is drops in revenues of sixty to seventy-five percent. Profitability is not going to be sustainable. It really depends. Construction industry has been moving right along, and like your graph says, even you know they basically almost caught up to their employment levels pre pre pandemic. So you know, there, there's it, it really depends on the what you're looking at. I, I, but I think you know the the biggest thing that I would look at in the um, in the survey, and I think this kind of holds true if you look at a percentage, and this is what scares me a little bit is, you know, the uncertainty of profitability. And I think you talked about it. Um, when you look at the year over year graph of, you know, where Connecticut was and, you know, it was chugging along and it, it saw really steady increases in businesses that expected to be profitable year over year over year. And then, you know, this year, that uncertainty, as you talked about, dropped the percentage in one year from 77%, I'm looking at the chart, 77% down to 47%. So that's a, that, that's a big drop. Yeah, absolutely. When I when I put this graph together and we we saw that just that huge drop, I mean, people when they they look at our survey and they're going to see that drop. And also it's concerning to see that uptick of a loss. I mean, just last year it was 11% of businesses were expecting a loss in profitability. It ticked up to close to a third, 28%, and then a quarter of businesses, they're just going to break even. So just yeah it's the uncertainty and the, um, it, it does look bleak. It's yeah. not, it, it's not an optimistic picture, but I mean, you might be able to agree with me when you talk, despite all these numbers, when you talk to your clients or when I talk to members, they're, mm -hmm. they're pretty optimistic. They're incredibly resilient. It's pretty they incredible <laughs> what they've been able to do or what they're planning to do yeah. going forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at the manufacturers in the in the um, spaces that were essential, you know, they they've kind of made it. They've actually increased a little bit. You know, the construction companies never really hit a hit a, a stall a button at all. You know, the, unlike the cities around us, I, I think you know, in Boston and New York, from what I heard, a lot of the jobs 
were put on hold if they weren't essential jobs. That did not happen here in Connecticut. So they kind of continued along along the path. Um, some private funding kind of dried up a little bit in the construction industry, I know, as far as, you know, jobs moving forward. But for the most part, you know, if the job was in process, I think that went forward. Uh, but when you look at, you know, what happens in the food and beverage industry and those types of things, I think that's where you see the sad, some of the stories. But you, you talk about resiliency. Unfortunately, we probably will lose some of them. But I'll tell you, a lot of them are giving it their best effort to make it work and trying to get through this the best they can. You know, PPP money, like you said, has run out. I'm hopeful that we put politics aside at some point and come out come out on top and do the right thing for, for our, our employer bases that, that are going to drive the economies and kind of get it back to where it should be and come up with more PPP money for these companies. Um, but, you know, as of right now, it's run out. And I think, like you said, these companies being resilient, they're trying to do um, whatever they can, how they can uh, to make this work. And, you know, we've been fortunate and I know everyone's talking about it when you look at the food and beverage industry, we've been fortunate with outside dining and that's all been been fine and dandy. Um, But as we saw this week, (laughs) the cold weather is upon us. It really is. So, you know, when we move inside, it'll be interesting on how we can make that work. And, you know, I think it gets back to something that's said in here, support Connecticut. I think one of the respondents said that the best we can do is support Connecticut and support the businesses in Connecticut and do what we can to help them out as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely. I would absolutely echo that. Um, so a couple other points that I want to touch on, you know, as we're both going through the the survey, as we're sitting here talking. So the main factor hampering business growth. Um, so this was asked to completely exclude the pandemic. Um, so if the yeah, pandemic, you know, never happened, well, what is the biggest factor hampering your business growth? And the top three was increasing business costs from regulations, availability of skilled labor and cost of living. And then also sort of on that same point, you know, where's your company currently making its greatest investment was employee training. So what have you heard from your clients in terms of availability of skilled labor and training their employees, um, you know, even during this time when furloughs and layoffs were happening for those businesses that were able to keep their employees, you know, is this, is this still a priority for businesses right now? Workforce development. We've been hearing that from our, our members. Have you been hearing that from clients? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if we went back a few years, I think it's kind of the same agenda that businesses have been talking about year over year. Um, a lot of these same things are ranked in, I bet you in the top three uh, for the last three years. Finding talent has been very important, um, specifically in the manufacturing industry, the skilled workforce. I know that has been um, really hard the last two years. You know, the pandemic didn't change that. If, if anything, it heightened the issue, um, you know, with people now un- being unemployed, you know, it was it was tough getting people back, um, as as the survey mentioned, with the extra six hundred dollars of the federal employment, um, among other reasons. Um, but that you know that was one of the biggest drivers I heard of bringing people back to the workforce. And you know, people were clients were asking us, you know, what do we do if you know we got the PPP money, we want to spend it, we want to bring it back, we have the work, but they don't want to come back. They're getting too much money. And, you know, that was an issue and, and it was addressed, uh, you know, the IRS did address those those issues and concerns, but, you know, that those are big concerns as well as other things as far as childcare and those things and, and, and the overall risk, of course, 
Um, but, you know, when you look at it without the without the uh, pandemic here, you know, reducing space, state spending in pension, I think, has been number one, probably the at least the three years we've been in. I, I was I was just going to say that. I think that's been yeah. the top priority since we started yeah. working together. I, you know, unfortunately, I don't know if we've gotten there yet. Definitely not in pension reform. You know, hopeful that it does get there. And, and, you know, I will say then in a difficult spot of trying to balance recovery in the pandemic that we're in and, and cutting costs is probably a difficult one. And a lot of difficult decisions need to be made. But um, I think it's still possible. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with you. I mean, you know, we don't want to talk about all all doom and gloom um, during this conversation, right. but certainly a couple bright spots. We did ask, uh, what's the greatest advantage to running your business in Connecticut? And again, these top things that we keep seeing year over year, proximity, proximity to customers, quality of life and skilled workforce. So, so what have you, what have you heard? The skilled workforce that no one can get that, but they're they're (laughs) definitely here when they do get them. I, I, you know, that's the gist of it. Um, we talked in one breath that people can't find enough skilled workforce, not that they're not here. They're just not finding enough of them uh, to meet their needs. But definitely Connecticut has always had, you know, the knowledge base uh, of the workforce in a, in a very um, educated workforce. And we've always been in tops uh, in that category. And that, you know, this shows that we remain on on the top. So that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of want to ask your perspective from an accounting perspective and maybe also just how how Markham uh, as a company has been working. So a little over half of our members said that their employees can work remotely. So I think the last time we asked that it was like a minuscule percentage of, you know, employees that are working from home, either full-time, part-time, you know, just being able to be flexible. So what have you been hearing from your clients and what has Markham been doing? Because you guys are pretty, you know, pretty, pretty technologically advanced. Have you guys been remote? What have you seen? Yes. So, you know, I'll talk about more what we've been doing, you know, in March when the when the pandemic really hit across the country and really significantly in the Northeast, we've shut all our offices down and basically in a snap of a fingers went from in-office live working to remote workforce. We remained that way for the better part of probably three to four months. We then slowly opened the office, obviously, with a bunch of different policies and procedures, including reduced density, PPP, providing um, wipes, providing hand cleanse, hand sanitizer and the whole, and, you know, just the, pretty much what everyone else is doing. You know, so we have been open for offices, you know, accounting, we could have remained open. Accounting was uh, has been essential the entire time, as well as other professional services here in Connecticut anyways. So we, we, we could have remained open, but the right thing to do was, you know, in March, April, May was to close. We're making our way back in very slowly. I think, you know, one of the other questions in, in that we looked at in the survey had to do with coming back to the office and coming back. I think, you know, the first thing I, I would say is probably just the overall experience of and fear of co- of, of of the the uh, virus is probably one of the issues that we're seeing. Whether that means you know the person just is um, nervous about contracting it, or they potentially live with an immune compromised or an elderly person or something along those lines. It could be any one of the above. The other thing that's a, been a very big issue is childcare. You know, our our workforce runs from 
you know, probably little, uh, I'm, I'm in mid forties to, you know, a little older to much younger out of college. And, you know, it runs the gamut of we're seeing, you know, the, the, the workforce in, in childcare being a pretty substantial issue of what they're doing. Um, you know, some schools and it's, it's different, right? Because some schools across the state are hybrid. Some schools are distance learning. Some schools are going in and it's, you know, each one has its own. Um, and then, you know, they have to be on and, and, and family members have to be on call just in case there is it because the, the, the virus is still out there. It's still being contracted. And when schools, contract these viruses, it's shut down. So then what? Then you, then that person has to be home again. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say that um, we've seen a couple schools even just this week and last week that have had to shut down for a day or two um, to allow those those students to quarantine or stay home so that it doesn't spread. And, you know, if yeah. you're in a, if you're if you're back in the office and then all of a sudden you have to come back home to care for that child yeah. or to be there for them. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot, it's very, very disruptive. We've been hearing the same it thing is. from our members is how yeah. disruptive um, the learning from home we're learning remotely has been. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're all learning from home and uh, even, <laughs> yes. And you know, when you, when you couple distance learning with, remote workforce, it makes it even a little more difficult, I think, you know, trying to get the work done when you have two, uh, you know, I'll say elementary school age children, making sure they get through their daily um, workload is is difficult. So, um, you know, we're sensitive to that. We understand that, um, you know, there are, we're not saying everyone needs to be in the office. We There are exceptions, but we're trying to you know, get people back to the office as safely as possible while keeping in mind density too. That's an important thing as well that we were, we're watching as we move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Us as well at CBIA. Um, so last question I have for you, um, maybe this is going to be really tough to answer, but, <laughs> <laughs> but when we talk exactly a year from now, when we, you know, hopefully do the survey again, what are you hoping to see? What would, what would be a great recovery in your mind? Um, when vaccine, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think that, that, you know, that would answer a lot of vaccine because that's, uh, seems like what everybody discusses. Uh, you know, I'd love to see that and not just a vaccine, a a distributable vaccine. Let's put it that way. Something that can, Mm -hmm something that can be distributed to the population as opposed to, you know, you, you know, the first couple rounds of the vaccine will probably go to the compromised immune, the elderly, which it should 100%, but, you know, somewhere where the general population can have access to it if needed and, and wanted. So um, hopefully we get to there. Hopefully we see, we get back to, you know, the economy um, both nationally. And I think it, in Connecticut, you know, last year, I think, like the survey said, I think last year was one of the two years since 2008, we actually saw growth in, in the GDP yes. for the state of Connecticut. So, you know, we we're just on the brink of kind of inching up and this happened. So, you know, hopeful that, you know, we can get back to there. I think it's going to be very slow because unfortunately, I think we will lose some small businesses that just can't weather the storm, especially if we don't get some help to them soon. You know, especially as the as the weather turns, when you look at food and beverage and the other types of companies, because, you know, you talk about food and beverage, but it's it's the service people. It's the 
you know, who's, who supplies the food and beverage. It's, you know, it's all of the above. It's not just that rest. We're not just talking about restaurant owners. We're talking about a, a delivery people and, and the whole environment that makes up that industry. So it's, uh, it'll be tough. I'm sure. I hope we see kind of stability and less uncertainty. Um, I think that's the big word that's being used, used it a lot. And I think rightfully so. And I think, you know, we need to see that settle down. We need to see some certainty, you know, we need to see things moving forward and hopefully it's hopefully we get back to some normalcy that's what I would hope for yeah certainly I'm glad you mentioned that um, that GDP growth number that we experienced uh, I believe that was last year but hadn't experienced it since you know the uh, 2008 recession yeah that's just we we were right on the cusp but um, but this is an opportunity for us for state and and our businesses um, to to rebuild to come back stronger we we have to yeah and i and i think you know i think the the other thing that in the, and maybe in the conclusion of the of the survey we talk about what's happening now right and we are seeing you know an influx out of the major cities the mm-hmm. overpopulated cities into them back to the rural communities and we're seeing that i i think you know from obviously in the gold coast down in fairfield county but also uh, I mean, that's pushing all the way through the rest of Connecticut, as, as I understand it. I'm not sure I've seen the businesses come as much as the individuals are, though. Um, hopefully they follow and we get to see those as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if this trend of working from home or working remotely continues, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you have many, many employees that uh, their business is technically in New York, but a lot of them are now living right. and working in Connecticut, um, you know, the yeah. work the work is coming from Connecticut. That's right. Um, people are spending their tax, do- you know, or their um, people are spending their money here. They're paying taxes here, Bil- buying homes, starting families, sending children to school. Um, it's so it's just um, I-, I agree with you. I'm hoping that that trend continues because this yeah. is such a beautiful state. So we want more people to come here. <laughs> Certainly. Yes, <definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we uh, want to keep it a little quiet, though, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I do like the quiet. Quiet <laughs> more than the city. A little selfish, but that's okay <laughs> yeah, certainly. Well, Michael, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you, Markham, for being such a generous sponsor. Thank you for your collaboration and your insight. We're with you. We're ready to rebuild. I know your clients are. Our members are. So, thank you so much, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, thank thank you, Shannon, and the rest of CBIA for putting this on annually. You know, we've been only involved in three years, but it's a it's a great experience for us. And it's really nice to see, you know, people wanting to their voices heard when you look at the respondents. So kudos to everyone, all your members and the business community out there. Hopefully we can all make this happen together and uh, and, and move up, move us forward. So looking forward to it. For the latest COVID-19 information, visit CBIA.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBIA News and on Facebook. Call us anytime at 860-244-1900. Stay safe out there.